The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Happy Friday. I hope everyone is ready to relax. We got the next two hours coming up. Uh, first time guest, Michael Oxford of uh, his website is uh, oxford2024.com. He's running for California State Senate. He was on Tucker Carlson about a year, year ago because he got fired. And I can't believe this was like February 2023. He got fired for refusing to wear um, uh, COVID-1984 mask. So uh, he'll be coming on to talk about what's happening in the United Soviet States of America. And then uh, second hour, uh, first time for me, but not his first time on TNT. Chris of the Rantcast will be coming up. His website, again, is uh, rainedoutrantcast.com. He does awesome work as well, I think, with AM Wake, AM Wake Up. Uh, also, what's happening in the world? Democrat, Republican, this was just uh, posted. Jerry Nadler. He's now they're coming out in the open. He says, we need immigrants in this country. Our vegetables would rot in the ground if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. And there is an air of truth to that. But, the, it's, you know, he's part of the oligarch class. The, 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 the solution isn't bringing in more illegal immigrants. It's giving decent wages to Americans uh, and, and not the oligarch keeping it all to themselves and so you know bring in more illegal migrants and pay them super low wages um you know that th that's what they want so uh, they, they want them they, they want th this to keep the wages low but also to use these migrants for vo voting purposes right to keep them in power as well to use their votes uh, to dilute the nation to balkanize it, uh, all sorts of stuff. So, you know, now they're open. At some point, you, this stuff has to just come out into the, into the open as the um, as their plans uh, are advanced. We've uh, also got, this was sad news. Uh, Gonzalo Lira has died in a Ukrainian prison. Uh, I was reading the note. He was 55-year-old American journalist. I interviewed him about a year and a half ago when I was in Croatia. He was in Ukraine. Uh, people can check that out on my geopolitics and empire podcast archive but um his father says his son has died uh they say he was uh, tortured i think in the note that said he had pneumonia some sorts of respiratory diseases they refused i guess to treat him um and then he, he just died and i know how that feeling is it was i think it was like um many years ago i got a really bad sort of respiratory thing i was coughing blood and antibiotics saved me but you know imagine if i hadn't had any treatment i was just getting worse by the day coughing blood I, I would have died and so i can imagine that was probably what um was happening to him so gonzalo and the american government doesn't do anything right the american government let him die in prison uh he was a truth teller you know he was basically see uh you know telling the truth uh he had a very popular channel uh so um that's how our our american government sees us sees us uh these days a lot of world war news a few articles i missed paul craig roberts brought this to my attention from last month but augusto zimmerman a professor in australia 
he wrote a piece for RT says World War III approaches just as planned. Uh, and he actually answers my guest's question from last night, Joseph Sansone, when Joseph said, um, what would be the purpose? And here in this article, it says, if as speculated by some, there exists an oligarchical plan of massive human depopulation, then engineered wars are an ideal way to achieve that. It's happened before in the First World War, 21.5 million died, 13 million were civilians. Civilian deaths were largely caused by starvation, exposure, disease, military encounters and massacres. In the Second World War, 40 to 50 million died, the largest of any war. Currently, we're seeing the advanced stages of just this as the US and NATO allies have been maneuvering for many years for a world war with Russia. They yell that it's to protect freedom and democracy as they extort the wealth of both the perceived victim and aggressor. We need to wake up to these apocalyptic tactics of the Western oligarchs and resist all their efforts to impose their destructive objectives on us. Paul Carter Roberts himself today goes on to say that in truth, what we're faced with is Washington, Washington's aggression together with Russia's restraint leading to nuclear war. Washington's attacks on Yemen are aimed at opening conflict with Iran. Washington's neocons have in their grasp the opportunity to renew their wars on Israel's opponents. If Russia and China do not understand this and act to prevent it, worst provocations will bring Armageddon upon us. And then in this subsequent article, Robert says Washington is moving the conflict toward um, Iran. And um, yeah, basically he says we've had the attacks on the Houthis and now the Houthis have announced that as a result of the US-UK strikes, um, all American and British interests have become legitimate targets. And he says, you can see where this is going, uh, World War Three. And meanwhile, China's military has just said they will crush any Taiwan independence efforts. So every day when we look at this stuff, it just seems like things are just uh, escalating. China's military today vowed to crush efforts to promote Taiwan's in independence uh, a day before the crucial uh, election. And then uh, you've also got in Yemen and Iran, gun-wielding protesters today screamed, America is the devil and trampled on flaming Israeli flags as tens of thousands of furious demonstrators packed the streets of Yemen and Iran after the UK and US launched airstrikes and Houthi targets. So again, the world opinion is turning against the West, uh, Washington, London, and Brussels, and, and um, you know, the, the global South is just getting more confident in pushing back. We are in a very dangerous situation. Um, all right. Uh, just a reminder to give TNT Radio a follow. We are on all the major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on TNT Radio. It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. It's vilifying MAGO. It's just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. On Friday, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky came out swinging against Republican presidential candidate neocon Nikki Haley, the second coming of Hillary Clinton, launching a brand new anti-endorsement campaign and matching website aptly named Never Nikki. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, aka Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. Oh, it's it's a thing. Um, 
Man, I've always been a fan of Rand Paul. I'm not going to lie. I'm not big on politics, but yeah, I do like the things he does sometimes. This is kind of interesting because it is the season, you know, you, you may have noticed, and unless you live under a rock, of course, uh, that there's all these articles coming out in the United States media concerning the upcoming 2024 presidential race about who's endorsing who, as if that means anything at the end of the day, but in a way it does. But here we have now something I don't think I've necessarily seen since everyone was doing it against Trump. And by everyone, I mean pretty much everyone. Uh, but yes, we have an anti-endorsement of none other than neocon Nikki, uh, the Republican presidential candidate, Nikki Haley. Uh, he made uh, Rand Paul made this announcement, the senator uh, from Kentucky. Um also a Republican, I might add. Uh, he did a video announcement uh, earlier today on his X platform, um, and he had teased just the day before that he would have something, quote unquote, important to say about the uh, presidential race. Uh, this might have been what he was teasing. So in this video announcement here, he uh, basically attacked Miss Haley's foreign policy positions, comparing them to those of the, quote, Dick Cheney, John McCain wing of the party. And, quote, he stated that Miss Haley is the only candidate with whom he'd be uncomfortable as the GOP nominee. He said, quote, I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm never Nikki, end quote. Of course, referring to the former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador. When speaking about the other candidates, Mr. Paul was slightly more charitable. Uh, he said, quote, I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been an important voice. And I also have listened to and met with the independent RFK Jr. Uh, but, quote, I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our event and our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of a team, end quote. Mr. Paul also disagreed with Ms. Haley's ideals on internet usage, saying he stands against making individuals register to use the internet. Quote, I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, James Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow on the Internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian and libertarian-leaning conservatives, end quote. Uh, following his video statement, Mr. Paul also pointed to Ms. Haley's stance on the United Nations, uh, where she served as U.S. ambassador. Uh, he said that this was problematic during a series of posts on X, partially saying, quote, she repeatedly praised the U.N. Secretary General, former president of Socialist International, um, Antonio Guterres, and declared that they, quote unquote, think alike. And she was positive about the results the United Nations achieved and, quote, the people who ran it, end quote. The Kentucky senator then encouraged voters to go to nevernicky.net and, quote, show her that you're never Nikki also, end quote. Um, 
Rory, I can't wait till after the show this evening and work is done so I can go to NeverNikki.net and show her that I'm also Never Nikki. But I don't think I have to go to a website to do that now, do I? But what do you think about this one? I generally don't like putting my name on uh, any lists. I think I'm all, my name is already on enough lists. <laughs> So I don't I don't feel comfortable, but uh, I, you know, I saw the clip this morning. Good stuff from, from Rand. You know, it's uh, it was it's funny uh, and he makes a strong points and, uh, you know, the, the, his strong point that he doesn't know, you know, we, we, I'm probably with him. Who, who do we choose uh, when it comes to the vote? But uh, at the very least, we, we for sure know it's not neocon nikki the second coming of hillary hillary um clinton and some of the things is you know he mentioned that you mentioned that nikki was pushing registering on the internet basically the social credit system um and and being so pro un uh you know when it comes to t tony guterres as i call him tony former president of socialist international it's it's like nikki is she's she, she's a globalist wolf in disguise uh as are pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of candidates these days but uh yeah vivek ron desantis donald rfk jr um i i, I don't know i got no idea what's going to happen uh again i'm guessing donald will be making uh his uh return his grand return donald trump uh but you know this is this is something a, a step in the right direction <laughs> what do you make of it uh, ruckus i i'm guessing that donald trump is also a never nikki oh that's right he's also running uh yeah anyway uh, i would imagine that all of the candidates are never nikki because they're competing with her but uh it's going to come to a point pretty soon that if they do decide to push nikki forward uh all of the other losers will step right along in line as history has shown us and throw their support behind her uh it's nice to know that rand paul won't be doing that because probably presumably because he was not running uh for president that's a shame he, he should probably run that would be interesting um but yeah i don't know things are shaping up to it really looks like it's just no matter how you look at this it's going to be trump versus biden again um and yeah please whoever is in control not nikki anyone but nikki i mean come on you know what though i did say that about hillary clinton um and of course we did get trump but then that led to biden so you gotta be careful what you say right and let's not forget a few weeks ago trump did ask some of his advisors he floated the idea of uh, having never nikki as his vice uh president i think so that that definitely was not a good sign <laughs> coming from Trump. I can't imagine the compromises that need to be made by um, these politicians, whether it's, um, you know, um, telling them, hey, you got to do this or we're not going to let you get into power or whether they've got the blackmail from being on the Lolita Express or Epstein's plane. You know, some people talk about RFK Jr., his uh 180 on when it comes now to Israel so who knows who knows it's it's difficult to be truly independent these days it takes a lot of money uh you know to become president to 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 form part of the oligarchy the plutocracy the aristocracy so all right ruckus catch up with you in a bit we'll be talking to a political candidate uh this hour uh right now Michael Oxford who's running um for California State Senate District 17 oxford2024.com 
feel free to call in to chat with uh, Michael or send in your comments and questions through my contact form on tntradio.live or the chat. Be right back. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk It's time to switch on today's News Talk Radio. Very entertaining. Yeah. TNT. Joining us on this Rebel Transmission is um, a very cool Rebel, Michael Oxford, candidate for California State Senate District 17. The website is Oxford2024.com. He is pro-free speech, pro-Second Amendment, uh, as you can see in his background, anti-war, anti-communist, a cancelled tradesman, a trail runner, podcaster, and coach. Welcome to TNT, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for uh, coming on. And as far as I understand it, um, you got sort of famous when you got fired for not submitting to the dystopian COVID-1984 biosecurity state. Uh, you subsequently went on Tucker Carlson. And what I really can't believe that this was less than a year ago, uh, like February 2023, like in 2023, that's absolutely nuts. You're you're very brave. Uh, if you want to you know, tell us about <laughs> this. Well, I hope I'm not famous. I uh, definitely <laughs> I didn't do anything, you know. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was almost a year ago, like to the day, just a couple of weeks. It'll be like the year anniversary. And it was, um, yeah, I just refused to wear a mask on a job site. And it turned into a giant thing. And I wasn't even trying to make it a giant thing. I wasn't planning on making some grand stand or anything. And I just, you know, I just said, no, I'm not going to wear it. And it turned into this huge thing. Yeah. And I ended up on Tucker Carlson the next day. Everything blew up. And it's just sort of been a roller coaster ever since. And, uh, you know, how was that resolved? I mean, you just lost your job. And I think you had a, um, did you do a lawsuit or, you know, it's just kind of done with? Yeah. I, so that was a, it was a weird situation. So I, after I got fired, I made a video when I, when I went home, cause this actually happened the, the following day, I got sent home from the job site cause it turned into a big old thing. And, you know, first my, the owner of the company sent me home. He was actually like a friend of mine and sent me home. He was super mad. His wife, who's the head of HR calls me, tells me I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not furloughed. I'm just being sent home for the rest of the day with pay coming to the office the next day. 
and um, they they expected me to just sign a write up, you know, saying that I would comply with company policies moving forward. And I was like, okay, but I'm not going to wear a mask. I was like, I refuse to wear a mask. And they're like, so you're refusing to comply with company policies. I was like, this company, you got to keep in mind, this wasn't a liberal company. This we we went to. I don't know if you're familiar with California. We have a a, a sporting clays place, like a, a shotguns. We go shoot shotguns every year for company outings. Like that's the kind of company this was. This isn't a liberal place, and they weren't down with the COVID policies. And so they thought I was just going to sign it, and I told them I wouldn't. And they fired me. I made a video about it when I on my way home, and it went super viral. And then Tucker Carlson's booking agent hit me up, which was insane. It was the first person to hit me up. Actually, the second person to hit me up. And um, I, a bunch of people reached out to me and somebody said, hey, call my lawyer. I'm like, what? What do you mean call your lawyer? I didn't even, I didn't even think about any of this yet. And he was like, just call my lawyer. So I text her and she said, okay, I could, I could talk to you on Monday. It was Friday, you know? And I was like, all right, well, um, I'm supposed to go on Tucker Carlson tomorrow. And I was wondering if maybe you want to go with me. <laughs> and she immediately, my phone rings, you know, and we ended up going on Tucker together and she's my friend now. Her and her husband are freaking awesome. Uh, she's an incredible, I, I could, it's so crazy how the stars aligned with her. Cause she's at, she's out of Monterey and yeah, we went on Tucker together and she sent them a demand letter. They went back and forth and yeah, I got paid. They had to pay me. So yeah, don't fire people for refusing to wear a mask in 2023. Just don't do that. I should have got way more money out of them too. But and yeah, and that reminds me of another, another Californian that I'm a big fan of, John Mac Pastor John MacArthur. They tried to shut down his church. He fought back um, and he won, which was awesome. And now you're running for Senate. Uh, I guess th this is what happens when the regime oversteps its bounds. Um, why run for Senate? So state Senate, not U.S. Senate. Right. Yeah, I'm running for California State Senate, District 17 against John Laird. And why? I just, why not? I don't know. I can't get a job now. So I, it's not it's no joke when I say nobody will hire me now. I live in Santa Cruz County. I live up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It's I mean, next to San Francisco, it's kind of like the wokest of the woke. The, the thing is, up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, it's like you got like uh, based hippies up here. You got a, a lot of people that are very all natural you know they don't a lot of people didn't want to take the vaccine up here where i'm at santa cruz area too so this really turned a lot of people that consider themselves left-wing liberals and all of a sudden they're like you're a crazy trumper because you don't want to take the vaccine and i'm like whoa i'm a yoga teacher you know like that's what happened to people up here so that's that's sort of the camp that i am i mean i'm not a liberal i'm not a yoga teacher but you know i'm a trail runner i'm an ultra marathon runner and i have tons of friends that are ultra liberal you know, it's when you're out on the trails, it doesn't matter anymore. We're just so anyway, I, I decided, to, yeah, I can't get a job. I'm blacklisted. I can't even get a job at a grocery store. I had an 18, 18 year career. I was the head guy over at Apple, head guy at eBay. I worked directly for directly on at the homes of tech executives that you know the name of. It's just I did smart homes. That's what I did. You know, like audio, video, automation. And I'm just nobody will hire me in that industry now i'll get interviews and i'll just get ghosted every single time and it's and it's now i can't even apply anywhere and that won't happen i get ghosted by every single person so now i'm just i'm building my own thing my elon is the only one that'll hire me elon's the only person uh, technically elon's the only person that's hired me i get it i get paid from x 
So Elon is the only person that's given me a chance. And it's really true. I, I have a voice that I can talk from. So I have, I have a chance against John Laird. He's given me a platform to speak with and he's paying me when I'm unemployed. Like really think about it. Like he's yeah. So well, you, that's why you, you're, li you're, you're living the social credit system dream. Uh, this is basically the social credit system. And just one more thought. Um, you know, one way that I live, because I'm a citizen of three countries, USA, Croatia, and, and Mexico. And, you know, if you, if you wanted, you could just leave the U.S. And I'm sure if you come to Mexico, you get hired at the Silicon Valley uh, of Mexico, so to speak, uh, because I think some of this stuff doesn't cross borders yet. But just how does that work? You think they basically search your rep reputation uh, online real quick? I'm assuming that's how it is, or, or there's some sort of list. Well, that's no, I don't think I'm on any sort of list. I do think that the company I work for, one of the people that owns the company is a, um, he's a, a blind investor and he, you probably know the name of him. He was a tech guy, a big tech. He built something and sold it. And I burned some bridges. The person's house that I was at, it was in construction phase. It's not like they lived there. It was a five-story house in Pacific Heights overlooking the Palace of Fine Arts and the Golden Gate Bridge. We're talking about like the wealthiest of the wealthy. That person you probably know the name of. So I burned all these bridges, you know. So I'm not really welcome back in that industry, but it's not like I've been put on some secret blacklist. But yeah, all you have to do is Google my name and you see that I got a, you know, a $40,000, $40,000 follower Twitter account. I'm constantly talking shit to Gavin Newsom and saying, oh, sorry if I saying bad things about the, uh, the liberals around here and it doesn't go over well. Nobody, nobody will touch me. So I can easily move out of state and go get work, but this right. is my home. I mean, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be forced to to, to leave from your um, home. Real quick, Michael, we're going to jump to our headlines. Be right back. The news you need when you need it. Oh, you have a deep voice. TNT. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The United States and the United Kingdom military forces have carried out a successful series of airstrikes in Yemen against Houthi targets used for attacking ships near the Arabian Peninsula. President Joe Biden announced these strikes, which were executed using fighter jets, destroyers, and a submarine. In the United Kingdom, members of Parliament recently voted to support a bill introduced by the Conservative government aimed at prohibiting public institutions from boycotting goods imported from Israel. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're talking to Michael Oxford. The website is... Um, Oxford2024.com. You'll find all of his stuff there, his YouTube channel, podcast, his Twitter X, SC, Mountain Goat. And um, I, I like uh, on your website the, the list that you sort of made of what's wrong with California and the US. I, I pretty much agree with you on um, every point. And maybe to get your thought on the state of um, state of America, um and, and and california it just um it doesn't look good it that's that's putting it gently i'd say yeah it's yeah it's highly um highly concerning the things that are happening i mean there what's going right in california would be a shorter question to answer because there is what is going right you at a certain point you go ahead 
No, I was just say it's like they can fix things if they want to. You know, with Xi, when Xi Jinping came into town in California, they cleaned things up, and you know, Gavin you admitted it. You know, he just said like, "Yeah, you know, we can fix things," but uh, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, he tried to make it a joke, and it just came came across as slimy, like he always does. But they didn't really fix it. They just they just they pushed everything to the outskirts. You know, that's what the a lot of people think that the homeless disappeared during that time. They didn't. They just pushed them all out. You know, that's that's all that happened. And they, what's funny is we just had or San Francisco just had a convention with a bunch of big I don't know big you know important people. And the same thing happened all around the building that the convention was at. There was cops roaming all over the place, no trash on the streets, no people shooting up fentanyl. Well, actually, I don't know. Do you shoot up fentanyl? Do you smoke it? I don't know. But I don't know. You're allowed to do either, I'm sure. That's the problem. Like, it's it's the same problem. It starts at the state level because this is the whole Prop 47, the decriminalization of retail theft, $950 or below. That's right there. That's a huge one. So that the the sanctuary city thing and the sanctuary state thing well now we have the the honduran fentanyl dealers that are here illegally chesa budin talks about this notoriously the the district attorney that got recalled out of san francisco there's a video of him talking about this notoriously where he's like well yeah we have you know people here from from honduras illegally that are dealing fentanyl but they've been trafficked here and if we arrest them and shut them down, they're going to harm their families back in Honduras. So he's essentially saying we just have to let them keep dealing fentanyl on our streets. So it's a two-pronged thing. So not only are you not deporting illegal immigrants, so you got an illegal, even if they're not breaking the law, they are just by, they came in here illegally. We, this country allows you to become a citizen if you do it the right way. Yeah, it's a long, hard process, but it's like that for a reason. Could it be better? Sure. But you we, you've all, we've always deported people if you came here illegally and now all of a sudden so there's that but then those same people are dealing fentanyl openly the police know who they are everybody in the city knows who they are they're arrested well they're not even arrested anymore they used to get arrested they would take their drugs they'd be back out on the street within 24 or 48 hours go to their provider or whoever gives them their drugs and they'd be right back on the street dealing drugs it's in, it, I mean, at a certain point you have to, so that's the, the, so the, the sanctuary cities, the open fentanyl dealing. And then you also have now in California, you don't have to be a United States citizen to be a police officer anymore. Were you aware of that? You yeah, don't have to be crazy. United States. San Francisco is the first city to implement this policy. So think about all of these things working together. And then now it says you have to, you have to be legally allowed to work in California is what they say. Well, okay, illegal immigrants are allowed to work in California. California's made it that way. You can go get ID. They've made it that way. So it, from the way I'm looking at it, this reads that illegal immigrants can get jobs as police officers. I feel like the entire San Francisco government has been infiltrated by cartels because everything that government does serves the cartels, if you really think about it. The cops even almost act as protection for the dealers because if somebody citizens know who the dealers are if citizens want to get together and you know do vigilante justice well the cops wouldn't allow that to happen the cops would protect the dealers it's insane it's anarcho tyranny what's happening it's it's selective enforcement of the law and everything is designed to protect criminals and hurt citizens it's incredible
I, I, I've seen reports of border agents, um, even like Texas deputy, deputy sheriffs or police involved with the cartels. So uh, they would be, in, you know, it's they would new. be allowing stuff to go through. Uh, so, you know, I already, I live in a narco state here, which is, is crazy in Mexico. And uh, I've had a past guest from Brown, uh, Brownstone Institute. One of my guests, he told me that now the immigrants in the U.S., like in California, I think it was in California, that other Mexican or his uh, Latin American migrants, legal or illegal, they're now um, kidnapping yeah, each other for um, ransom, like they do, like like we do down here, which is absolutely crazy. So it's just a total, you know, no law and order. Uh, everything that you've outlined, um, it's it's absolutely insane. And then, you know, one thing that I think about a lot is the tyranny. The police states, this sort of almost like it's a bipartisan tyranny in the United States, like a one party system where I mean, you're getting people now that tweet wrong, uh, going to jail. The guy who tweeted the meme of Hillary Clinton, uh, J6, people who weren't even there going to jail, uh, even the feds themselves, like creating plots like in Michigan. Those were mostly feds who plotted to kidnap the the governor and it's just like what, what this is not the america i knew 20 uh 30 years ago when i was growing up as a kid uh and it's really like it's it's like we're becoming you know we're, we're one or two a few steps from becoming nazi germany or what i like to call the united soviet states of america yeah it's i think it's a lot more similar to soviet soviet era russia in you know 60 70 soviet era russia it's but I don't people don't recognize it i think that's i think the problem is that america never went through any anything any sort of totalitarian you know all-encompassing like totalitarian state we've never had that and we don't have that reminder of hey you guys if you take this too far this is what happens and too far is just giving the state more power everybody just keeps looking to the state to solve everybody's problems like the the selective enforcement of the law the anarcho tyranny thing well gun laws for example everybody knows that america is a a gun country people don't know the extent of it there's like two guns per american there's like one and a half guns per american that are known of there's way more than that way more than that like the amount of guns that exist in America is unfathomable for other countries. So when you talk about we need to we need to make assault weapons illegal. Okay, are you just talking about my assault weapons and my friends that went and purchased them legally, went through all the hoops that you guys already created? Or are you guys going to start with the assault weapons that are already obtained illegally that already exist out on the streets that people aren't supposed to have. Are you guys going to disarm the criminals first, or are you going to start with us? Cause this is right now you go, you see crime that's committed with firearms, particularly in California. So I, I wish I had my AR out right now. Are you familiar with California ARs? What they have to do with how ridiculous they have to be. It's no. hilarious. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. And I'm one of those idiots that actually follows these stupid laws. You know what a pistol grip is, right? Yeah. Pistol grip. Because California, the 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 rule, the gun control rules, you can't get your yeah, you can't have your thumb below the trigger. So they have this big thing that looks like a shark fin on the back of the pistol grip, so you can't get your hand around it. 
It makes no sense. It serves no purpose. But that's okay. The criminals don't have those. They don't abide by that law. I can get 25 years or something if I if I take a Dremel and cut mine off. 10-round capacity, 10-round magazine capacity. Do you think criminals are like, hey, you guys, hey, before we go and rob this jewelry store, let's make sure we got our California-compliant firearms. Hey, you, uh, is that a 30-round magazine that I see there? You guys, you know what Gavin said. It's like, this doesn't happen, you know? It, all it does is disarm us. It makes us sitting ducks for these people that will kill us. That's, so, sorry, I get worked up when, I talk, when, when we talk about California firearms because they, they do everything they can to make us sitting ducks for the criminals. They protect the criminals. They make it easier for the criminals. No, you're you're right on, and it's even worse here in Mexico. I mean, you're not—they've lowered, limited the caliber, um, uh, you know, of a bullet that you can own. Uh, there's only one gun shop. It's in Mexico City. There are much more hoops uh, when when it comes to obtaining legal firearm. And the first time I ever stared down the barrel of a gun was it was 20 years ago, and on the north side of Chicago, not the south, but the north side. I was held up. I was the manager of a supermarket. Uh, they, they robbed us blind, and so. But I'm still pro guns, and I'm sure that gun that I was staring into was not um, illegal. But uh, let me ask you about the economy as well. This is another sort of vector. They're erasing the middle class. They're inflating the middle class away all across the U.S. Everyone I talk to, you know, now it's almost like the tables are turning. More Mexicans are saying, uh, "Why go to America? Like I can't even afford," you know. Um, it's not like it used to and so mexicans are deciding to stay in mexico <laughs> increasingly and so your your thoughts on the state of the economy well so I'll, I'll stay specific on california so they just passed this this whole um minimum wage for delivery drivers thing you hear about this i think the headlines yeah so they they made it like 21 dollars an hour or something for delivery drivers so immediately pizza hut lays off all their delivery drivers in california right so, so what they do is they take people, they take jobs that are the job, you know, job positions that are filled by people that are barely making it, you know, struggling to get by. And then they, the state mandates a private company has to pay, you know, this group of employees more all of a sudden when, well, 20, $21 for a delivery driver, first of all, and then you got people that are cutting lumber at Home Depot that are making $19 an hour, you know, it's just so, but uh, aside from that, you're, you're all of a sudden you're, you're getting rid of those jobs that are gone. So th those don't exist anymore. Meanwhile, you're a sanctuary state. So you're allowing illegal immigrants to come here and creating an entire black market of employment. So you're, you're pricing Americans out of the market. They can't get jobs. And then, but you're creating a whole black market over here of people that are willing to work for whatever where they can negotiate there's no minimum wage in the black market for illegal immigrants granted i think you can actually employ illegal immigrants in california now i don't know i have to look into that i'm not i'm not positive but you know i was on job sites a lot and i'm i'd be willing to bet not all these guys are legally allowed to work here i could be wrong no i've, so, I've yeah, been on yeah i've been on yeah. job sites in illinois uh and yeah, there were plenty of people who were not legal. Um, even the, you know, a couple of years ago, I was just talking to uh, Mexicans working, um, openly telling me, you know, that they were not legal. And, and it's funny you say that because just an hour ago, Democratic um, Representative Jerry Nadler 
has came out and said we need immigrants in this country our vegetables would rot he says our vegetables would rot in the ground if they weren't being picked by many immigrants many illegal uh immigrants so it's exactly serves their purposes doesn't it to keep uh the wages low for the um the, the corporate class and to use these people to vote for them no well and they look at it like they're so racist they're so freaking racist they're like who else is going to do all the can i can i say the sh word yeah go ahead they're like who else is going to do all the shit we don't want to do that's how they look at this they we need to bring in illegal immigrants to do the jobs that we deem as like subhuman that is really the way they look at this stuff it's just what it, no what it, we I agree that maybe we have need to have a better process of um, making people to allowed to be able to come U.S. become U.S. citizens, streamline that process a little bit better. But what you're suggesting, Mr. Nadler, is open borders. That is what are you? You're still talking about illegal immigrants. So what? Like, what are you really saying? Let's put it out on paper. Are you saying that we need to have open borders so we can have people that aren't legally allowed to be here do the jobs that we don't want to do because we don't want to pay Americans to do those jobs? What are you saying, Mr. Nadler? Like, this is the, it's, it's psychotic. It doesn't make any sense. They just say words and it doesn't, it's all destruction of the system. It's just gobbledygook. Nothing makes any sense. Sorry, I get all worked up. You're triggering me. No, I actually I didn't quite think of it that way. But when you reread what he just said, it's it is totally racist. He said we need immigrants, we need illegals to um, basically do the work that we don't uh, want to do, and it's just like yes. placing placing them as inferior. Um, we we got to jump real quick, Michael, to our um, break. The website Oxford2024.com. People can uh, visit. We'll be right back. I was such a young age. Everything changed. My name is Chloe. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. When I found out, I just didn't know how to react. I felt like everything was just kind of closing in on me. It just became a routine. Dad's doing chemo. I'd come home from school, wait for mum to finish work, and we'd go straight to the hospital, spend a few hours there, just draw. It was hard to navigate going to school, hundreds of kids, and I was the only one with a dying dad. He was diagnosed in March, and then he died in October. Towards the end, I heard about canteen. It kind of felt nice to know that they had other people like me. They understood what I was going through, and we didn't even have to chat about cancer. In 2020, I became a youth ambassador, so I can help others the way they helped me. I've done so many things since I was 13. I've graduated high school, university, gotten my license, made a move across the country. Life now is just a whole lot more fun. Please give a gift today to support more young people like me experiencing cancer. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. Uh, animals haven't eaten in a day, two days, they haven't drank anything, they're cold, they're dehydrated. As soon as we started our descent, everywhere I could see was mud. Just absolutely mud. So the country has been long for drought so long, it was like a tinderbox waiting to go up. Okay, very heavy. Each of us wants to be part of the solution, and we can be. 
remember that there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh, okay. And around the world. For any animal in any disaster. So let's focus on that, right? Be part of the solution. One rescue at a time. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio TNT. It's our uh, final segment here with Michael Oxford, oxford2024.com. He's a candidate for California State Senate District 17. So do support him. Uh, He's got a podcast as well. And you'll find all of this stuff at oxford2024.com. Another sort of plank uh, that, that, that you discuss is the nuclear family, wokeism, you know the the insanity of this transgenderism. It's it's seeping now down here into Mexico. Uh, you know, I I met someone who worked for the government here in Mexico, and their job was to make sure that you know there's uh you know like fifty percent males and fifty percent males working everywhere, or, or I don't know maybe one third trans, one third males, one third females. And they looked at my podcast, which just happens to be mostly males. Like I don't even think of this stuff. I just you know I'm, there's a topic that I want to learn about and I find this expert on online I say you know come on my show like it doesn't even factor into race or I'll talk to anyone uh and they say like how come you don't have any women on your podcast and I'm like what are you even <laughs> talking about but your your thoughts on you know wokeism the the uh, the cultural marxism this attack on the uh family so uh I well that's a lot right there um the the transgender stuff, I didn't really have a dog in this fight until it started going into the sports arena. And, you know, I until it started being jammed down everybody's throat, until it they started involving kids and trying to. So when I was a kid in school, if a teacher wanted to discuss anything sexual, you know, it was it was called sex ed or whatever they called it. And you, you were sent a permission slip. It was sent home with you and your parents had to sign it. It said everything that was going to be talked about. It was a, usually a week long thing. You know, I think it started around fifth grade, sixth grade, something like that. And you went over like sexual reproduction and you talked about your body parts and all that kind of thing, but you had to get permission from the kid's parents first. And there were some parents that didn't, that wouldn't allow that. Now it's like all that stuff has been thrown out the window and not only can they talk about that stuff i mean sexual reproduction whatever they're like the books that you've seen and everybody else has seen like gender queer the things that show it's it's animated pornographic material it's it's explicit material and they're teaching yeah so so that and then the sports arena stuff the you know um Boys competing against girls, boys in the girls' locker room. I'm a coach. I'm a cross-country coach, coach baseball. I grew up being an athlete. You know, I'm an ultra-marathon runner, and I played baseball. So, and, you know, martial arts and stuff. So martial arts in particular. You're you're a dude, you know. How many – so, okay, here, I'll put it this way. I'm 6'6", 225 right now. That's – you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a small guy. But I'm also – I mean – I, that if I was to fight in in mixed martial arts, I'd be going up against the giant dudes, you know, like the Brock Lesnar sized dudes. 
they would destroy me. They would absolutely wreck me. I don't know how many females there are on planet Earth that could that would be able to beat me in a fight, you know, the majority of time out of 10 fights. It's just because I'm a dude. I'm a bigger, strong, especially if a girl that weighs 225, you know. There's a reason that you have women's divisions, men's men's divisions, weight classes, all that stuff, bone density. Like, so it's, we've reached a point where we're, we're saying certain, certain things aren't reality. Men can be women. And when you get to that point, when you're, you've like, you've crossed the Rubicon, you know, you can't, I don't want to have to battle with people that are trans. I don't, you know, I want them to be able to do their thing, but now you're, you're really talking about endangering female athletes and you're, you're putting them in extremely uncomfortable positions in locker rooms and you're destroying women's sports. Yeah. Every, every sport, every women's sport is ultimately, if this continues to happen, going to be dominated by biological men. And I already said, so I'm a cross country coach in a middle school here. If it becomes a situation where I have to coach against a transgender, I, I will walk off the field. I will say I'm not participating in this and I will encourage my athletes to do the same. I, 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 that's, you know, that's what people should do. I, I had a friend of mine who still works at my former place of employment, the, the, um, uh, school here, university, and this didn't happen when I was teaching there, but now they have these transgender high school students. And if I had a male student who thinks he's a girl, a female, ask me to use, you know, his, um, call him a girl or vice versa, I would just say, I'm not going to do that. Because they, they talk about inclusion, but we we each have our own philosophy, and now they're excluding me, and and it's like um, it's 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 a double standard, and I'm like, no, fire me. I I tell the administration, you know, fire me, I, whatever. I don't care. I'm not doing this, and this has already been happening all over the U.S. I've been hearing about teachers, for example, were being fired even in Europe for this sort of stuff. Um, thoughts on turning things around uh, you know it's 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 a madness it's like we talked about before tyranny uh, rising the economic de um deterioration cultural uh, degeneration um you know thoughts on r resisting turning things around i guess one thing people can do like yourself throw their hat uh in the ring or run, run for local um state even national office so thoughts on some solutions here all right. So yeah, there's, there's no, there's no dipping your toes in the water. There is, if, if you want to turn things around, especially in California, there is zero negotiations with these leftards. You cannot give an inch. These people are psychopaths. We have gotten to a point where they have shifted the Overton window so far to the left that anybody even remotely conservative now is called a right wing, you know, far right fascist all the horrible words in the world the the insane stuff that they're doing needs to be completely pulled back not you know hey well maybe we need to look. no enough of it it needs to stop everything trump pop 47 needs to go we need to boys cannot be competing against girls get why is our gas tax so freaking high why are we paying two dollars more per gallon why are we not drilling the oil that's under our own we <laughs> 
we need to pull everything way back, not give an inch and yeah, zero negotiation. Do not negotiate with terrorists. That's really what these people are. So yeah, I'm not, that that's how we turn things around is go hard in the paint. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't have said it any better uh, myself. Uh, any thoughts on, you know, you can be more diplomatic, uh, but I've always seen Gavin Newsom as uh, like Christian Bale in American Psycho. Uh, him as president, um, I would move to Mexico. I'm already in Mexico. I, actually, I, you know, I'm a naturalized Mexican. I became. I, you know, the thing that gets me is some some of these left liberals who say I'm going to leave the country, um, and then they, they don't. You know, if this person gets into power. Uh, and I'm like, I'm a conservative and I literally came down here in Narcoville, uh, married a Mexican, became one, like put your money where your mouth is. Right. Uh, and then they still dare can't call me racist. I'm like, what are you talking about? But, you know, we got uh, three minutes left. Uh, thoughts on Gavin Newsom becoming president or or uh, anything else? Don't let it happen, people. Don't let it happen. No, he's a psychopath. He destroyed San Francisco. He's destroyed California. And he wants to move to the nation next. Don't let it happen. He's a complete psycho. I need to go to Mexico. My buddy Sergio lives in Sinaloa and he's been trying to get me to move or to come see him since college. It's it's you know, it's fun down here. Just uh, you know, avoid the cartels. Um, you know, one thing, you know, we didn't get to the foreign policy, but just going back to the whole social credit system, um, that's one of my biggest fears. You know, I, I had the, the Department of Homeland Security ban me from PayPal. People are getting debanked. Uh, there's this stuff with the central bank digital currency. Just any thought real quick on sort of this, and because you, you, you've sort of worked in that uh, area. Any thoughts on, on this whole Great Reset sort of project? Uh, yeah, a ton, but, you know, not something that I could probably... Um, end the Fed? <laughs> <laughs> that's and the fed um i'm not a huge yeah but get buy ammo yeah that's my that's my i don't give financial advice but yeah those are those would be my things just the money is fake everything's fake it's all fairy dust are, are you ultimately um like how are you optimistic um do you think they're going to fail with their plans you know how, how, where, where do you see that have you read the white pill by michael malice I've heard about it. I haven't read it. Yeah. I am very optimistic. It may it may be a very long and very difficult fight, but the the truth always wins, my friend. Read the white pill. It's great. I'm gonna have to get that uh book now. And you know, I spoke to a Vietnam vet recently and he said, uh, you know, we'll get through this. We always do. Uh we got about a minute left, a little uh more. Again, any final thought and then tell us uh where people can go to find you all your projects and that first thought we will get through this people we will the, the 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 most important thing is people do have to find their courage and it doesn't mean you have to go to war with every person that you disagree with but you you do have to pick and choose your battles and you do have to start standing up to the tyranny and that's really what this is um santa cruz mountain goats where you can find me sc mountain goat over on twitter.com x.com all right. Well, continue being brave. Uh, you know, I, I feel that that's what we need to see modeling this uh, courage so people can start, uh, you know, um, doing the sort of stuff that you're doing and, and uh, risking, taking risks, not being afraid to lose their job. So thank you, Michael Oxford, um, Oxford2024.com. You're welcome back at any time on TNT. Thanks for having me.